You're now in the studio with BTFU. And we've got a special guest today, a very, very colourful character. Um, and uh, he is an ex-jockey. He's been retired about 10 years, rode a Group 1 winner, um, which is not easy to do. Uh, he now runs or fronts the media and social side of one of racing's biggest op- racing operations in Gay Waterhouse uh, previously, and now Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. And um, if you've been to the race course, you'll see the most colourful person on the track is Neil Payne. Welcome, Neil. Thanks. Thanks, mate. How are you, Neil? Yeah, no, very good. No, I'd have put sunnies on just to keep the brightness <laughs> yeah. of his shirt. It is, it is oh, nice look. and sunny here in, winter, in, in a beautiful winter's day. But I th- yeah, I thought I'd better bring a bit of colour to this show. Who does, who does your wardrobe for you? Um, actually, I do it myself. My, my wife, when I get dressed for the morning and go to the races, I'll walk out. My wife will just go, no. And I'll go, it'll be right. What about your kids? <laughs> huh? Oh, no, they just they just hide. They just hide. You know, I've got, what, three daughters and a son, and they just totally hide and go, oh, Dad, you can't wear that. It'll be right. It'll be right. But Where, your, where it, did it come from? Well, yeah, good question. Is that, I, I, did it come were you like that when you were riding? I, I, I always was sort of out there in more colourful clothes when I was riding. But when I retu- I had the fall in 2014, and funny story, I, I didn't know what to do. As all sportsmen, when they finish, what do you do? You know, and, and I probably rode for a bit longer than I should have because I didn't realise what to do. And then Gay come to me and said, oh, Neil, what are you doing? I said, um, don't know. And she said, I've got a job for you. I said, a job, really? I said, what can I do? Go. I said, I've broke both my wrists in the last fall. I, I can't ride work. I said, she said, I'll find you something. So cut a long story short, we started up Gay TV. Oh, yeah. And Gay I said, oh, yeah, I want you out there. She said, get dressed up, you know, in colourful gear and, you know, get, you know, my name. So Gay, if she didn't have a big enough name, get it out there. I said, perfect. That's what I'll do. So I started up that for a couple of years and that's where I got the sort of inclination to be in the colourful gear and, you know, I've kept it on, kept it going. But if I got dressed in a black suit or a, a plain suit, Gay'd sack me. She, <laughs> she, she loves all the gear. She, nah, so if I went to the races dressed ordinary, boom, I'd be looking for another job. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, certainly if you're at the racetrack, you're the person that uh, that attracts a lot of eyes. Yeah, that's got so many people. You know, come up to me now. Uh, realistic. You know, sort of. Gay's made me into another person since I've stopped riding. Have you got a, have you got a, um, uh, an apparel sponsor? You've um, got, you got to look for one, surely. Yeah, I did have um, John Daly over in America for a while. But um, <laughs> you know, you know, when I say John Daly, his coats. Yeah. That's, I started off getting his coats and they were giving me, you know, sort of two, two for coats, one and three, three coats for, you know, cheaper and everything. And, and they were sort of helping me and I was sort of half in with them, but... That's dropped off, so I am looking for another one, yes. <laughs> okay, well, if there's anyone out there, maybe David Jones. Here we go. I know David Jones is in a bit of strife and so yeah. is my other. Yeah, exactly right. Yes. But, um, but uh, Neil, let's get him back to, to what you do with Gay. So obviously you retired 10 years ago and mm. you run basically Gay's um, uh, liaison with all her owners and you do the race day stuff. Uh, you do you saddle all the horses, you get them into the race, into the, into the enclosures. Um, what's that like, a transition from, from riding to actually being on the other side of the fence? Um, to start off, of, I was frightened of it because I thought, what am I going to do? You know, you, you have to keep yeah. burning. You know, so I was thinking, what do I do? So I was just lucky enough. I felt really lucky to fall on my feet in this way that Gay and Adrian have really helped me here. And as I said before, you know, like 
Gage really made me into another person. Mm. And as you say, at the races, everyone knows me now. They know, oh, that's Gage man. You know, yeah. Perfect. So, look, I what now my name tag, um, am I a rep? For the stable, do a foreman. I, I don't know what I am, but I, I get there. My, my days are... I'm glad I, you don't know what you are. <laughs> no, I don't know. Call, call, call me anything. Call me anything. So my days are, you know, getting up at four, you know, going to the track and, you know, walking a few horses out the corral and having a look around the horses and keeping me sort of eyes in on the stable. And then I'll, I'll go home around about half past six. I have a sleep. And then if there's barrier trolls or race day on, I go to all my major job is, is race, race day. Ra- is race day correct? So here, here, hang on before, sorry, we carry on. You might not know this. He goes home at half past six and has a sleep. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. wake up at half past six. No. So, hey, so I'm the stables for all of these. He's waking up at what two thirty? Uh, um, no, my alarm goes off at ten to three. Well, ten so to three. So that's a long day. Yeah, ten to three. So long morning. Oh, really? I have to you know go home now because I'm older. I definitely have to go home and um, have a sleep. Otherwise, I can't get through the day. Yeah. You know, I struggle. And, and you like to um, get home and then sit down and, and have a wine and a dinner with the kids because we all sit down together at 7 o'clock. My wife cooks a meal, and as we'll get into it later, I've got a big family around the table, so I just like to sit there and have a chitter-chatter and everything. So for me to do that, I have to have a kip you know, around about 9 in the morning and then I go to the races and my day starts. I'm normally having a kip at about 3.30 when I have a glass of wine on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> on the Murray Cod. Yeah, exactly right. So, so and then I'm saddling up. Um, like I, I saddle up all, you know, Adrian Bott, if he's there, he saddles up with me. And then otherwise then we go talk to the owners, give them a great experience because you have to remember that each race day, these owners are having, you know, one runner every you know, just when the horse racing, it races every fortnight. So they are so excited yeah. to get there and yeah. their horses running. So you have to really treat every owner and, and gays, you know, very demanding on this that you treat every owner as if they're special and their horse is all the focus at this time. So we, we treat the owners really, really well. It's a good point, though, because a lot of people look at the big racing that don't own horses and then obviously get excited for those big races. But if you're a horse owner and you've got a horse that wins a maiden, you're fucking ecstatic. Mm. Like, I've got friends that say they've, that's the biggest moment of their life and they've got kids. <laughs> and <they're laughs> it is, you, you actually can't under, under, understate the, the, the feeling that you get from winning a race. Exactly. Um, that doesn't matter if you've if you've been long in the game or you're new in the game. That feeling of winning n- never escapes you. That's you. You mentioned at the top that you, you kept riding for a little bit longer than you wanted to because I did. I probably did too. And 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 the, dr- <laughs> the draw of that feeling of winning is is better than is that feeling is better than anything. And 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 we do it week in week out as 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 jocks yeah. or ex jocks. And can you imagine if you're just on the fringes of it and you and you and you've got an interest in a horse and it wins, that feeling must be through the roof. And and it's interesting you say that, that, that Gay makes sure that her owners are felt, exactly. they're made to feel part of part of an, an important aspect in, in, in racing because at the end of the day, whether you're right, Aaron, whether it's a group one race or a maiden race, everyone deserves to have the same that, amount of exp- uh, Scully, experience so, for it. You're so right and Mace picked up before. Whether we win a um, maiden at Gosford or a um, derby at Randwick, I get it excited 
as anyone else, and I'm excited for the owners. Yeah. And the owners, they get a big kick out of it. As I said, whether it's a maiden, hawks, anywhere. So it's, she's, it's she's really good. She's great at, at uh, including all her owners in, in what oh. she does. She's one of the, obviously, she's, her promotionals are, are she was, obviously. She's she was very ahead years, of the game. She's, she's probably 10, 10 years ahead. Okay. 100%. And, and we, I, look, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but we're Sunday owners. We own, we're the one of the only stables that have Sunday owners every Sunday. And the oh, owners, so you still do that? Oh, yeah, my word. Between 11 and 12, and then between 12 and 1, they go into the TJ Smith room and maybe watch a video of what horses are won during the week of our stable and have a champagne. So Gay still does that, you know, shows them the horses. They get a hands-on photos with the horse on a Sunday. Yeah, of course, we still Gay, do that. Of course, Gay has morphed her... Uh, business from being gay Waterhouse to now Waterhouse and Adrian Bott and of course Adrian is a, a younger guy that's come along and he f- seems to have fitted seamlessly into that whole system hasn't he? Oh it's got better and better every year it has got better and in, it's improving and will keep improving you know Adrian's fitted in so well and he's had a, the added the like go, Gay's the ultimate professional and knows how to train but yeah. Um, Adrian's picked up every year and got better and better, and he handles the clients so well. Look, it's all a plus here at the moment, all a plus. Well, you guys had a really good autumn, didn't you? Because I think last season wasn't the best season for Waterhouse. Didn't have as many good horses, where I think there's a few shining lights throughout the autumn. There is, yeah. No, we've we've got and some exciting exact, spring coming ahead. Exactly right. We've got the spring coming ahead, so no, we've got some nice horses in our stable. Yes. So the the springs obviously the pinnacle of, of Australian racing. And I think the Sydney spring has definitely grown in the last few years um, with the introduction of a number of races, namely the Everest. Um, that's got to be a race that everybody wants to win, isn't it? Have you got something that could line up for the Everest? The Everest? Um, no, we, we've got no out-and-out 1,200-metre sprinters just you know, just sort of sitting here thinking about our stable. We're more... Um, a lot of our horses, because Gay, Gay and Adrian working very hard... We sort of look to get them up to 1,400 a mile, 2,000 metres. That's where our stables are at an advantage because they go to the front, they're tough, they're fit, and they're hard to get past. That's what I wanted to ask you. As as uh, sort of reputation goes, Gay's horses and Adrian, Gay and Adrian's horses are known to be the toughest on, on the block. Correct. You know, if they go to the front, they make the race a proper race, and you've got to be a really good horse to run past one of Gay's. And if you eyeball them... Nine times out of ten, you're going to get beat by one of Gay's. Exactly right. Well, Scully, you, you you rode for Gay, and now Gay and Adrian's taken on. But we get our horses so hard fit. We do a lot of preparation before yeah. they get to the races. That's why a lot of our horses win first up. You know, they go to the races, they're hard fit. Um, but I tell you what, Gay will get you, you know, blow up about a jockey if they're going too slow in front. <laughs> she likes the Gay horse. blow up. Gay blow I'm up. Just yeah, surprise, yeah. <laughs> Gay will, you know, she will, when I say blow up, she gets a bit upset if you if you go slow in front because she thinks my horse is a hard fit, let them run along. Let them run. And the others are chasing, it might be as fit as mine. So it's not probably our best horses win, but because they're so hard fit, yeah. they do win. Yeah. So as, as I said, mate, I, I've copped a, you know, a few Barneys off Gay, you know, when I was riding for her, and I'm sure you'll have by going too slow. Or, 100%. Or you get back on a horse. Can't do that. Talking, no, about, do that. talking about the, the riders riding her horses, and, and at the, currently your main rider is Timmy Clark. Yes. He has to be one of uh, – we've, we've all seen a lot of good riders come and go. He has to be – when he's on a leader, of one, especially on one of Gay's, 
he's really hard to catch. When you know, he just rates them so well. You know, he's he's not one-dimensional by any means, but geez, he's he's a quiet guy. He's un, unassuming, but he just gets the job done, doesn't he? You, you wouldn't even know Tim's a top jockey. He's just a very nice guy and rate horses. Like I say, he, yeah, he gets rates in front. Perfectly. He's just very calm kind of guy and rates horses perfect in front. So I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. We've seen since I first came here. Yeah? Uh, he had, or she had, Gay had Nash, yeah, and Blake Shin. Yep. As a number two, uh, one and two Nash riders. was a number one rider for a very long time. It's amazing that it hasn't come back to that position since returning to Sydney Racing. Well, you know what, there's, there's, there's not many jockeys and trainers that retire together. Yeah. Or, or yeah. just go off into the sun. You know, things evolve and, you know, you can't, not every owner in the stable will be happy with a certain jockey. So I think sometimes you want one or two jockeys so that you can vary it around a little bit and keep yeah. keep well, everybody we're, happy. We're, is that right? Well, yeah, we've got a number of jockeys because every owner's not happy, say, with Tim Clark or Regan Bayless or um, Adam Ironimus. They're sort of our three and then we've got Nash there. You know, so all... all um, How does Regan get a look in there? <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, <laughs> Neil mentioned earlier about his about his tentacles and his family reaching out into into racing. Okay, now, so he's got. Let's, let's let's explain this. You got you got how many four kids? How long in this podcast have we got? <laughs> yeah. Let's just go through the first relation. Uh, uh, okay, you've, I've got um, Taylor, my oldest daughter. Now she's married to Brenton Abdullah. Yeah, and they've got two children. As everyone knows, Brenton's riding over in Hong Kong. Then we moved down to my next daughter, who is um, not not into racing. She owns a hair salon at Matraville, Shannon. And then we go to my next daughter, Sheridan, who is actually getting married to Regan Bayless. Right. So Regan lives. Regan and Sheridan live at my house. And then we go down to my son Blake, who rides work for Gay Waterhouse, and he's a full-time barrier attendant on yep. All, yep. all the metropolitan race tracks. Yep. And then we go then with Adam Ironimus. Who is my nephew? Right. So yeah. So I've got. Um, so it's a little family. Yeah. So I've got sort of every, everyone in racing. So you've got, and also you've got. Must tell you this: you've got Regan and Sheridan living in the front room, and then Blake, my other son, living in another room, and then downstairs you've got Adam Oronimus, and then we've got a um, a Chinese border that goes to um, Uni New South Wales. And I do think he is the only paying guest at our house. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't quite worked it out yet. I keep asking my wife, oh, are these boys paying? You know, the rent or anything or for food? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm a bit sus about it. Yeah. <laughs> a bit sus about it. I think, I think as parents we all know so, what, what does and doesn't it, happen with, with your I, I know kids. Regan's very good friends with Chad, so yeah. can you get Chad to ask if he's paying my rent? <laughs> if, if, if Regan's paying rent just on the side, man. Well, I know when Chad was living with us he wasn't paying anything, so I'm tipping you getting nothing. No, fair enough then, no, but it's all fun. So it's a, a happy household. So, yeah, so, so that's the jockey sort of uh, uh, aspect of your life. And then Gay obviously has those jockeys that she uses. Um, who determines on... Which jockey rides what horse? Is it obviously Gay is still the boss? I would presume. Yeah, yeah ga, look, um, Gay and Adrian are sort of they work together, but Gay goes through the racing program with um, Emma. Um, Emma used to be Pierce, but she's got Emma Reeves yep. in, in the office now. She she sort of looks through and programs our horses, and rings Gay up about the jockeys, and then Emma goes to Adrian, and they run all over that again. So it's done very thorough. So, you know... But who makes the final call? Who makes the final call? Um, Neil Payne. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm tipping not, but I'm tipping gay. You're I'm tipping, tipping gay probably makes So it's like a husband it, and wife combo. The wife yeah, makes the final call. 
Like everything, yes. Yeah. Like everything, yes. You're <laughs> right there, Mace. But, but you know, like Adrian might come and say, no, nah, I want this jockey on because this jockey suits his horse. Because Adrian's looking over the horses all the time, as Gay is. But, you know, they'll sort of have a barney here and there. But um, Two heads you know, are better they, than one. Yeah, they, they, work, they work it out good and... You know, that it, seems it, to be the goal lately, doesn't it? Like training partnerships. Definitely. I want to ask another question. Obviously, it's well, everyone knows that Robbie's a very astute form person. How much does he have any input into programming of horses? Or no, no. Ro- Robbie does not have any input into programming horses or whatever. Like he might do the ratings for um, Gay and Adrian and you know, on and horses and for owners and everything. So we can we can get there in the paddock when when I get there to give the jockeys. You know, like when I say I give the jockey instructions, Gay and Adrian already spoke to the jockeys. And when I'm there at the races by myself, we just go for a few things. But I've got the speed maps, which Robbie does. It's, it's a great help to us. Yeah. And it's very informative for all the owners around it's there. It's pretty simple to do a yeah. speed map with one of Gay's because you know it's going to go straight yeah. to front. <laughs> but you've got the speed map for everything else in the race too. So so Robbie sort of just does the speed maps and, um, you know, he's a great help to Gay and Gay it's, and it's, it's It's very evident especially when I first came here, when Gay's horses go to the front, especially at Ramwick, she'd always have someone do the penetrometer and, and check out where the track, but you'd come into the straight at Ramwick and they would always roll three off the fence, one of yep. Gay's horses. It's almost like sucked, if you were in behind, it almost like sucked you into going up the fence where there was inferior ground. Yes. Yep. Okay. And, and, and it was really, really hot. I know Ramwick has changed in, in recent times and they've renovated it and, and changed it a lot and fence is, is a, is a, is a must-play, must play, must must go to place sometimes but when i first came here you roll off the fence gaze horses lead you go up the inside you just can't catch them if you go around them you probably couldn't get out anyway so so who does all who does all those 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 ratings for the for the track 30 years ago i knew no bias when i was riding there was no bias you just stick to the fence the shortest way home there was no bias there back in the 80s, not, didn't even know a bias. Didn't but know a bias. Such a to, big thing now in racing. Oh, it's a big thing. You know, Gay is very big into bias of a track yep. and also wind. You know, a little bit of wind around. Gay says, oh, you know, we might lead today, you might just sit second or third, you know, or, or something. She's Can we just a, repeat that? Gay said it won't lead. Yeah, sit second or third because of the wind, you know, <laughs> yeah. something in, with, with cover. So, yep. you know, Gay is very big into just little percentages like that. And, and but it's a as as we know in racing, it's a game of inches. It, that a, oh. that's the difference between getting paid. Totally, you you get beat by a head or win by a head. Yeah, that tells the difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah, buddy. My word. I've got a question for you. So one, you were a jockey, yep. and then you made that transition to then dealing with the jockeys. How was that? Giving jockeys instructions, and did you find they listened or? Were you just the mouthpiece? How was that? Oh, I'm, I'm just the mouthpiece for Gay and Adrian. But, um, no, the boys, all the boys know our horses backwards, how to ride them, you know. Any jockey, we can pull any jockey, you know. There's 20 good jockeys here in Sydney, maybe 30 good jockeys in Sydney. We can pull any of them out. They know how to ride our horses. So, yeah. virtually, I, I don't have to say anything. You know, Gay just might ring them up and go through the horse and explain the horse to them. And Adrian know, know about other horses in the race, but... You know, these jockeys know our horses, so it's how, how we want them ridden, so it's all good. So you mentioned a bit that you put the saddles on the horses as well, race day, as, as well as, like, yep. reconfirming Gay and Adrian's instructions to the jocks. As a, as a jock, is, <laughs> it's so frustrating when, you, when you're when watching your horse walking around the enclosure and the saddle's sitting like that, 
like some bloke who doesn't know how to put a saddle on, and you've got to get on this horse and canter it down to the barriers, and your and your saddle's all cockeyed and like too far forward or too far back. Then you want to get down to the barriers, and the last thing you want to do is resaddle the horse. Talking to the jocks that ride for gay, they're really appreciative that you when you put the saddle on as an ex-jock, you know exactly where that saddle needs to be, and and that can't be understated enough. If you if a horse is comfortable with the saddle on its back, it's going to run. It it's going to run well. Exactly right, and it's also safety, mate. You know, you have to put a saddle on right, make sure it's, you know, tight enough, you know, not, not too tight, but just very, you know. Snug. Snug. Snug's the perfect word, and the bridle in their mouth properly. You know, there's so much to go into it before the horse gets in the paddock. So, um, you know, look, Adrian, if Adrian's there himself and myself saddle him up, if Adrian's not there, I do it myself. But, um, you, you know, it's it's frightening to see when they're walking around, you know, before they go actually go into the paddock, down in the parade ring here, you look at a few saddles and you go, oh, she said saddle's not sitting right, but it's not for me to say. That's it's your competition, another, yeah. Yeah, it's another horse. It's another horse's, you know, another trainer's horse. But, you know, I, I really feel sorry for the jockey. Or, you know, it's, it's safety-wise. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, it's but I work for Gay and Agent and we stick to that. Yeah, you see a lot of times down at the barriers, a lot of t- not a lot of the times, but sometimes you'll see a jock jump off and adjust his saddle. Uh, from a from a horse perspective, it just it just upsets them a little bit more when they're down at the barriers. It's the last thing in the world you want. That's right. They're, they're packing, could slip, yeah. down candle in the barriers or move back or forward. You know, there's just different things. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. right. Yeah, so, but um, no, so it's it's good. What, what's been your biggest highlight working for the Waterhouse and Bot Stable? Ah, good question. Highlight. Um, virtually every day is a highlight. I love what I'm doing. You genuinely love your I love what I'm doing. I love getting dressed up, you know, in all the outfits, the colour, the hats and everything. So, um, highlight, oh, I don't know. Well, you know it's, it's just fun all the time. I just, and I, I make sure it's fun. I really enjoy myself. And I think if I enjoy myself, it comes off at the owners enjoying themselves. So, you know, my highlight is enjoying myself. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. One thing, like every time I do go, I was there on Wednesday and I saw him. He's the first person you see. Well, <laughs> and he, is, he puts a smile on your face. It gives you good energy and no, no, it's great. It, it, it's fun. You know, I love, you know, going to all the race meetings. You know, I might go to you know, three or four a week and then besides that, trials. And I, I just find it, you know, really good. Because a lot of... Horses that come and race and trial through the every trainer's system get sold to Asia, and we we'll talk about fucking Singapore. Huh? What a what a nightmare that oh. is! But but you rode in Asia as well. Yep. Um, we spoke about it earlier on. Your your Group One winner, you rode for uh, I think it was David Hayes. David yeah, Strawberry Hayes, Fair. Yeah, that's correct. Strawberry Fair. Yes, yeah, Strawberry Fair. And it was owned by a really really famous racing guy called Ivan Allen. That's right, that's right. And we're only talking, you rode for him in Singapore or Hong Kong, was it? Both. No, no, no. not Singapore, in Hong Kong, yeah. Hong Kong, right. Because yeah. yeah. I, I went over to Singapore and rode for him, Ivan Allen, before he went to Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he very famous. So, yeah, that was my Group 1 winner. Yeah, you know, um, I think Ivan owned Frankie Dottori's first winner too. Oh, did he really? I think so, yeah. yeah well, there right. There's a triple yeah. trio between them. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I, I am, uh, that'll pay anything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Neil, so we've spoken about um, Brenton and Sherry, uh, Taylor being in Hong Kong. Uh, do you catch much of a... Uh, do you still take much interest in some of your ex-horses that go over in the race there now, but, but now that Brenton's there and your, your daughter's there... Um, does it bring back many memories? Because did you ride in Hong Kong or did you just Look, ride in Singapore? No, no, I didn't ride in Hong Kong because back in the early, I left 
Sydney in 92 and went straight to Macau. Hong Kong was so hard to get into them days. Every jockey wanted to get there because the money was so massive. So it was very, very hard to get into. So I rode, um, I rode over in Asia from, was it 92 to 98? And I rode in Macau, Singapore when it was a circuit, Singapore, um, KL, Ipo and Penang. Wow. When I, rode, I rode there then. It was a scary yeah, joint. Yeah. When it was a, two weeks at every joint. You know, it was really good, mate. She'd go around and stay two weeks in a hotel. I loved it. You're living the went, dream. I went and rode an Ipo one week. Um, and I reckon if the world was to have an enema, that's where they'd put the pipe. <laughs> Ipo? Oh, Jeez, no. that shit all. But, but I, talking I thought, about Singapore, thought, your, your group one winner that you rode was owned by Ivan, Ivan Allen, Allen. Who was I, champion trainer in a, Hong Kong a, and in Singapore. Exactly right. And, yeah. and as I said... Um, talking to you before you know did you ride for Ivan Allen in Singapore or Hong Kong Hong Kong Hong Kong yeah. well I went over there and rode for him in Singapore yes champion bloke yeah yeah, yeah champion and you've bloke. got something in in, in um, common with Frankie Dottori Ivan Allen owned I think I stand corrected but Ivan Allen owned Frankie Dottori's first winner well, there you go. There you go. Hey? And he yeah. got shot, I think he got shot four or five times in the process of training Correct. in Singapore. He did, yeah. 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 Well, and also, talking about Singapore and Malaysia, it's a shame what's happened now. You know, what's gone down the tubes. Oh, yeah, it's gone down awful? the tubes. Yeah. Asian racing, well, besides um, Hong Kong, everyone else is struggling. Yeah, well, Japan. Japan's Sing- fine. Oh, Japan's fine, yeah. But you've got Macau, which is struggling, unfortunately. You've got Singapore, which is shutting up. Malaysia's whacking away. Um, Mauritius is not. I rode in Mauritius. Love yeah, I rode Mauritius. Mauritius yeah. I loved it. Yeah, they put you up. I, I stayed at Flick and Flack. They put you up on a beach, and yeah. you'd only ride three Saturdays a month, and it was really, really good. And well, I, I was there for four years. It was the longest holiday of my life. Long- oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was uh, out of all the places I rode at. I love Mauritius. So, I, so that was your favourite place ever, right? Eh? My word. Yeah, my word. Yeah. You know, I, as a holiday destination, if you haven't been to Mauritius, I mean, Bali, Fiji, whatever, Indonesia. Thailand, you can't beat Mar- Mauritius. Is out of this world. Yeah. Really wow, Ter- terrific joint. You know, but now you know the the jocks around riding now, they won't see Mauritius as the best as we seen it back in the nineties. No. You know, it was really good. And I was born the in the nineties, and they they they'd have dead set on a <laughs> on a Wednesday. They'd have the bookies. There'd be one hundred and ten bookies in the middle betting from Wednesday through to Saturday. Wow, yeah, incredible. Bring back the golden years of racing. Oh, unfortunately, we've lost all the bookies now. You know, they're dwindling all the way. But so. it happens the same. Uh, on course now here. Yeah, there's no exactly there's, right. There's yeah. Virtually no outside of the big days. There's no atmosphere, is there? No, you, you walk into the ring now. Unfortunately, there's only ten or twelve bookies. Before there was, you know, sixty. Who knows? It's a very yeah. different world. Very yeah. different. World. You'd, you'd, you'd appreciate that, Aaron. You're the, you're the punter amongst us. Correct. How does that affect you? It's sad. I used to, even when I first started going to the races when I was probably like say 16, 17, 18. There was a lot more bookies back then, and the bookies ring was packed. Not like it was 30 years ago, but it was still pretty busy. But that's now, you, like, we were there on Wednesday and you hear yeah. the crickets. <laughs> uh, exactly right. You know, only, as I say, six, eight, ten bookies and not a big crowd. But, you know, see, TV, you've brought in TV. You've got yeah. all these these betting shops around, you know, Australia or around the world now. So life's changing. Have a look at this. We're speaking on a podcast now. So Yeah, it's very different. You know, yeah, the world's changing. Well, let's talk about for the punters out there. You've got a couple, You've had a really good autumn. Who are you excited for in the spring? We had like Red Resistance. Is he going to come back? Yes, yeah, he's back in the stable now, and he looks terrific. He he's a horse. Which um, did he have it? Was it a bone chip in the knee? Or what no, did he know? no, what did he no. He, he, he the morning of the Golden Slipper, he just had a um, oh. a bit of a flu. 
Yeah. You know, so he had um, his you know runny nose and everything, and we knew straight away. He, he ran wasn't. a trial before. Was it before the slipper? Yes, the, the start before. That, no, the start Warwick the run before. It was one of the fastest trials I think yeah. ever ever recorded. Yeah, that that was. So he's got to have a lot of ability. Doesn't oh, he? he's got a lot of, and he's a nice horse. He's a big black horse. He's a beautiful horse. So he'll probably go to the Golden Rose. Um, the horse yeah. with the bone chip was Kaboo. Oh, Kaboo. Yeah, Kaboo. Yeah. He ran so, second the other day with a big weight. Yeah, Kaboo ran yeah. second the other day with a big weight. And his aim, if he stands up um, to everything, his aim will be the Golden Eagle. Which, the Golden Eagle, what a. What's tough. it worth? 8 million this year? Oh, well, it's worth 10 million. 10 but, million. Um, there you go. Well, I'm here and it might be going up to 12 million. So. Well, make sure Regan pays the rent because he'll be on top of that. Yeah, yeah, Re- Regan's all right. You might be able to snip <laughs> for a dollar or two. Yeah, Regan's all right, it can be because he, he's a bit of a hard horse to ride. So, Regan knows the horse. So, he's, he's his rider. So, he'll go to the Golden Eagle. But I, I was going to say, what a tough race this Golden Eagle's going to be. You know, you've got some nice horse. You've got that Perth filly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forget its name at the moment. The and one then, that was th- that, that should have won the Quaker. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then what I wish I win. Yeah, I wish I win. And then you've got the horse that won the Doombin. Think about it. Doombin tenth out. But besides, yeah. no, no, the think, Stradbroke. Think about it's a turn of five. Yeah, he's turned yeah. five. Yeah. Um, the thing that runs second in the Everest or won the um, won the Everest. Oh, Giga Kick. Giga, Giga Kick. Kick. Yeah, it is. So it's it's going to be a hot race at you know so. We'll and what's the stayer that gets right out in front? Regan also rode it. Uh, Goal. Oh, Goldman. Yeah. Well, well, we've got Goldman. And who's, you've, it's you got the two. You got the grey horse for the Melon Cup too. Yeah, yeah. Goldman and White Marlin. Um, gee, what do I lean to there? You know, they're both nice horses. And look, I'm slightly leaning to White Marlin because I know how good he is. Well, you know, if he gets in the Melbourne Cup, he'll be very hard to beat. Goldman's, you know, he's come from nowhere, Goldman. Absolutely nowhere. Yeah, he started, you know, I settled him up at Kemble Grange there a few months ago. His first start, you know, gay and Robbie brought him from New Zealand and settled him up, you know, down there and he started 15 to 1. Wow. Yeah, Regan, Regan Bayless wrote him and we were um and no because his trials have been ordinary. Not too many of gays that started and went at he 15 to 1. 15 to 1 and, wow. and he, he won by 6. 1 by 6. First up over 2,000 metres and 1 by 6 down there. And then he came, then he then went to Warwick Farm up, and did it. Yeah, yeah, 1 by 6 at Warwick Farm and then went down for the, was it the Roy Higgins quality or something in yeah. Melbourne? Andrew Ramsden, I think it was. Andrew Ramsden, which gets you into the Melbourne, Melbourne Cup. Melbourne Cup. Yeah, come out and won it before. So, you, you know, you, so, so you're looking to have a really good spring, we just, are, so. judging by the, the exposed horses, but you've obviously got some unexposed ones that will be coming through as well. Yeah, we have... Um, You've got me there on the hop. I, no, I don't put, think. Not going to put you on the on the on the, on the no. mic and ask you to tip the horses that that haven't started yet. But, um, mate, it's great to. S- no, mate, it's a gem. I'm so wrapped that you just could get me here, and you know, because I've been friends with Maze, I've been friends with you for a long time. We rode together for oh years and years yeah. and years. So, it's great company. We, we might go and have a glass of red wine downstairs now. And see if you're finished. Oh, I love Cause a glass. Because you love a glass of red, don't you? Oh, hundred percent, I do. Yeah, I've got so. a cell, <laughs> I've got a cellar in my house, and um, it's you know so. I always go in the cell and grab a red, yeah, so, mate, that's what we'll do, eh? That's what we'll do, have a feed. That sounds good. Yeah. Yep. Well, no, great, Neil, it's been great. Thanks very much. Mate. It's been fantastic. Pre- appreciate you. you being on yeah. here, boys. I'm wrapped that you just got me here. And, guys, if you really like what you've seen, uh, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and if you've got any comments, uh, please leave them for us, and uh, that's us from, from today. <laughs>